Good Moms, Bad Choices. It is a beautiful day outside. Finally, it's been raining. Yes, it's been raining nonstop in L.A., but we need that rain. I actually like the rain. Yeah, because it only happens, like, six days out of the 365. But you remember when it used to rain, like, all the time in L.A.? In the 90s? (laughs) (laughs) the early 2000s. Okay, kind of a little bit. (laughs) I remember we had a shower storm once in 2004. I just always feel like it's the weekend when it's raining, and then it's not the weekend, because I'm getting emails, and I have to, like, do things, and I have shit to do. LA's the only place on earth that it sprinkles and then you hear people in the gas station like oh no it's raining john i'm not coming in the office today (laughs) i'm like you guys well they can't drive either they act they drive like retarded i swear it's not people from la it's like the people that the transplants and don't know how to do it the the locals might be the ones because this is my when i moved to atlanta honestly the first time it rained i thought it was going to be a tornado storm and it was just regular rain, and I realized that what we get is not rain at all. It's a light drizzle. It's never really rained. It was raining a lot yesterday. Girl, you haven't been to real rain unless you've lived outside of California. No, I mean, I guess, but... It was a medium. It was real rain. It, it was, was real medium. Rainy. It was medium rain. All I want to do when it's raining is just, like, smoke weed, weed in, my, <laughs> in my bed. Yeah, in my pajamas. Like, <laughs> I didn't go anywhere all day yesterday, and then for, like, two hours, I was like, I think I'm depressed. But then I realized maybe it's because it was the weather and I had to wash my ass, <laughs> change my clothes, went outside. I'm like, I'm like, I'm stressed. I'm depressed. And then I'm like, maybe you should wash your ass. Maybe that that, that always makes me feel better. Yeah, it good did. ass washing. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? I I had an idea of what I was gonna say and then I forgot. Probably because I smoked already. I'm having like episode one of episode one Mila. Um, That's why I'm not going to smoke. That's why you're not going to smoke? Come on. Come on. (laughs) This is why I went to dare. It's peer pressure. Oh, God. Don't say those words. Dare, please don't listen. They're still around, right? They are. I really want one of those t-shirts. Even though I feel like I'm kind of a hypocrite. That's the point, right? Oh, to wear it. Yeah. Do, oh, uh, no, I don't think that's the for, point. Erica. For you, I mean. For me, yeah. No, I just like those shirts, and I thought they were, like, retired, but they're making a comeback. <coughs> oh, I know what I wanted to say. I wanted to say that if you tuned into our episode last week, I have since added links on our website. If you go in our, to our Instagram, our website's there. It's goodmomsbadchoices.com. I added a section with resources from our last talk, our last episode. If you didn't tune in, you should. But if... Um, if you did, then you know it was about basically talking about body parts, anatomy, sex with your toddlers, your kids, and that it's an ongoing conversation and it's so important for kids to identify their body parts by their real names. Um, but I'm not going to get too much into that because we already did a whole episode on it. But just check out that resources link. It's going to be up all the time. And whenever we do episodes with like really good info, we're going to keep all of the resources up there so you guys can check in and you know, do some research and have additional resources to the things we discuss because exactly. we're so smart. Yeah. And also, I'll, I mean, we can put bad resources there too. Like, just my favorite strip club. Ooh. Sam's. I was going to say Sam's. <laughs> I was going to say Sam's. I mean, it's, it's like the best.
best you're gonna get in LA. Yeah, but have you actually have you done Crazy Girl anytime recently? No, I went there like years ago, and they weren't even naked really. They were okay, topless. They've 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 stepped up their game majorly. It's a little Sam's up in there. It's a little shut it's, up, it's and it's little, closer. Yeah, and it's right, right? exactly because you know if you live in LA. Ain't nobody want to drive no more than a 10-mile radius anywhere. Like, if you, no one goes to the airport. No one goes downtown if they live in the valley. It's just Sam's is deep. I mean, not deep. It's just in the downtown. It's but deep. But I'm, like, new to Sam's because my ex used to go there all the time. And I would, like, I didn't really, I knew it was a strip club, but I didn't really. It's the cl- Sam's Club? The store? No. I know it was a strip club, but, like, I was just like, oh, okay, cool. But he was going all the time. And then I went. Like recently, maybe like three months ago, on my own with the like, girlfriends, oh my and I was like, "That's why this nigga was here." Oh, okay, <laughs> okay I see. Some bullshit. I was like low key angry, but then I was like, hey, "It's kind of fun." And you know what? Also, this is me because I'm a fat ass. I'm a foodie, y'all. The skinny bitch is a foodie. Her and her daughter and my kid. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. And I can't be mad. She's hungry like every five minutes. I'm like, oh my god, I did it to my child. Every time Luna comes over, you guys, she's like, I want strawberries. I want raspberries. I want a fruit. It makes me feel like people think I don't feed my kid. No, you. I know you I feed do. her. She just loves her. She loves her some food. She does. Irie, Irie doesn't want to eat anything. French fries. Sam's has good food, and usually like strip clubs in Atlanta have good food, and that wasn't like. 90 like meh 60% of my motivation so the fact that they have good food really <laughs> makes me feel at home because I like naked bitches and good food you know like wings and titties wings and titties yeah we should open a strip club called wings and titties that's a good one that's a good one <laughs> and or, it could be close we're gonna make some merch that say wings, wings and, and titties. titties check it out on our website <laughs> coming soon w- wangs and titties and wangs titties and wangs <laughs> what's wrong with us <laughs> um Anyway, uh... Anything new this week happened to you? I know you've been, like, feeling out of it, so... Um, no, I've just been, like, I got back into work, and then I, uh... Been hanging out with Irie, and I had an audition, a commercial... Oh, you did have that go. It was good. It was good. Um, yes? Irie, you have to go out there, okay? Let you guys go play in there. I want to go Go, bye. No, go outside. Open the door. Okay, come through. Come here. Come through here. Our podcast lives. I know. Um, but anyway, I don't know if they can still hear me. Come on. Let's go. Go, go, go. It's okay. I can let me edit stuff too. Come on. You edit it? I edited our last episode just like some stuff when they came in. Because it was like overkill? Yeah, it was like. Um, I've been getting back into work and just. I want to start working out again. I've been falling off, not feeling so great. Working out is like part of my mental sanity in life, period. You feel like working out keeps you sane? Yes. That's probably what I need to do. But it's hard for me. I get really into it, and then I get really inconsistent, and then I start, I just notice a shift in my attitude. Yes, baby. Okay. Um, All right. I went on a date. Oh. That was cool. This is a... Oh, a new date? 
No, no, the date. Well, oh. same date. Okay, same sorry. guy. Same New date. Okay. Yeah. Um, and sh- chatted with you. Texted. <laughs> we text a lot. <laughs> Texted. <laughs> Built Insta stories. Yeah. <laughs> it took like forever. I'm like, am I slow? Clearly, I am. Social media is a whole other thing. I feel so much pressure. I'm like, let me ask Erica if this one's okay. No, don't feel pressure. <laughs> I don't. I barely know what I'm doing. I only know because of Beauty Blender and like looking at their stuff all day and watching other people make things better than me. And then I'm like, oh, that's how you do that. Oh, that makes I sense. I feel like I can stare at a post for like 45 minutes and then I get high and I get distracted and I'm like, it's ugly. Yeah, <laughs> it's too much. Um. Oh, so speaking of new news, <laughs> um, recently in Cali. Up north, Sacramento. Did you hear about um, Stephen S- Clark? Stephen Clark. Is yeah. it Stephen or Stephen? Stephen. I, I think when, when white people use PH, it's Stephen. When black people use PH, it's Stephen. Or Stephon. Because I've heard it a few different ways and now I'm confused. I, I never be, I don't want to be out here saying his name incorrectly because it's really important and he's an important person. Rest his soul. Unfortunately, he had to... Lose his life over absolutely mur- get murdered. Let's just say get murdered. He got murdered by the police <laughs> in his own backyard for b- being on his cell phone. I mean, this seems like I've heard this before. I just can't believe when we just watched that video right now, like that they shot twenty shots between two people. Like this is Iraq. Like this is the war. There's only one person. It does not take twenty gunshots to put one person down. Like. What kind of It's coward. like a video game. Yeah. I mean, first of all, to be in the line of duty, you're obviously going to... You're fighting crime, let's be real. This, that's what you're supposed to be doing. But at some point, when you signed up for that shit, when you went through the camp or training, whatever training that obviously is minimal... Go around. Um, ...that happens. I mean, honestly, these people are cowards. You can literally hear him shaking and his breathing in the in the, the video officer. Camp. Yeah. After they've shot this man twenty times, the 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 most the hardest part is that they let him sit there for five or six minutes, asking him to get up. Are you, do you have a gun? Do you have a gun? You just shot someone twenty, 20 times. times. Do you really think they're gonna they can they can respond? You think they're alive? Do you think they survived? You are a fucking idiot, is what you are, and you should have no business having any job except the one at Walmart. Because you're dumb as fuck. And I, I really hope, even though, unfortunately, we all know, these motherfuckers are going to get paid leave for six months or however long it takes, a, a paid vacation for them to investigate when I could be, I'll be the investigator. Murder. They need to go to jail. They're not going to go to jail. They never go to They're jail. They're not, especially, they've already started talking about that this was a justified kill. How? Because after watching the footage, even though that, like, it could have, because of you what was happening. You can't see anything. How are they discussing that it's a justified kill? That's a, that's the report that I had seen when it first happened, and I don't know if it's... I'm pretty sure it's probably changed since then. It better have, because first, that's First insane. of all, the call was for a black male who was breaking into cars, okay? Not a mass murderer, not a rapist on the loose, not someone with a machine gun in the neighborhood. It's a alert red. Somebody breaking into cars. Now, if you're going to find someone breaking into cars and you just see a black man... You have not identified this person, haven't asked for any type of ID, and you pull your weapon. First of all, you don't need a gun to break into a car. And they said they thought it was a crowbar. What did they think he was going to do? Wakanda swing it at them? Like, the fact that they shot him 20 times and then proceeded to ask him, we need to know if you have a gun on you. 
They must show really, me your hands. Show me your hands. They must really think we're from we're superhuman. They must think black people are superhuman. I mean, we are superhuman. We are, but, but ain't nobody a human gonna oh, survive even super twenty gunshots. Show me your hands. I like. <laughs> I just I want to know how these people sleep at night. I want to know how do you go to work every day and you're this scared of black people. Or people, period. Like, this should not be... Listen, I don't like blood. I don't like death. I don't like losing people. I can't be a nurse. I know that because I know myself. If you're a pussy, you need not be a cop. You need not be a cop. It's like one plus one equals two. And I hope... Like, I literally hope that he has... He... I hope that should hunt that motherfucker for the rest of their lives. I really do. I really do. Because that's somebody's child. That's somebody... that He lived with his grandparents. His grandparents and his child were in the house... They didn't even know it was him that they shot in their backyard. They didn't even know that their their grandchild was back there getting murdered by cops. People who were supposed to protect you. I mean, if I saw a cop running towards me as a black man, I'm running too. I'm running because I don't know why y'all are running. And I'm running because y'all are chasing me and I haven't done shit. And I'm scared of cops at this point because you guys have murdered. broken our trust so many <clears throat> times. And don't get me wrong, I know some things are accidents. Do I think that these cops, like, set out to murder someone, woke up this morning and were like, we're going to go murder some, like, niggers today? Like, I don't I don't know that for sure. I can't make that. That's a really grandiose assumption. But I just feel like it's the lack of training. They, these people do ha- not have any training, which makes you do pussy shit. You act like you're in a fucking video game, because and suddenly your life is more important than the other person's there life. There is training, but the training is probably biased. The and training racist. is terrible. Yeah, and uh, there's just there's just a bad like. And then on the at the root of like what the police force is, I know it stems from goodness, but there no, something's rotting. But, but, something's no, rotting. No, in babe, there. but that's where you're wrong, and that's where people are misconceived. The, miscon- the misconception of the police force is that they, I mean, I, I, we all have, you know, think that they're there for good, but you know, the police, the police force started as like slave catchers. That's literally where the police force, the root of it is. So like even the badges are similar, like that came from that. So when it stems from that, even like we're in the United States, let's not get it twisted. Even black people have like embedded stereotypical f- racist feelings because that's what we're fed constantly. These white, like these cops, that shit is not that big of a deal because there's no consequences and there have been no consequences. Fuck a body cam. It does not matter. First of all, on that footage, we didn't see him run. We just saw them in the backyard. There was no footage of him running. I didn't see him run. And where's the yeah? Where's the rest of the footage? You only put it on. So you only they they switched on their camera footage when when they start right before they started shooting. And then the the fucked up part is even if he had not run or had run, it may not have changed the 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 it may not have changed anything because we've seen other videos where people aren't running, they aren't doing anything. Plain daylight, Eric Gardner, and they strangled him to get ten people, and nobody. Yes. Okay, I'm coming. This podcast has been interrupted by Irene Luna. We will be back with you shortly. Sorry for that short break. <laughs> Kids are very needy. We're very back. Needy. But, um, but yeah, anyway, I don't want to... 
We have an episode planned today, guys, but we had to mention this because it is just so outrageous, outrageous, and sad, sad, and it's just sad that it's be- like I'm getting used to it. It's normal. It's not surprising that this is happening because I'm getting numb to it. Yeah. I'm getting numb to it, Loki. Like, not that I don't care about this at all. I do. When I just saw that video, like something inside me just makes me so fucking angry. I'm but angry. It's like. It's just becoming, it's not getting better because no one's paying the price. There's no, no one's going to be an example. We just have to be the examples all the time. It's just, it's crazy. And this person is someone's child. Like, this is a, someone's child. And people don't look at other people from different socioeconomic places and, like, different skin color. They Suddenly, like, their children are not human to them or something. Yeah, like, it's a, they're not looking at their their. What are you saying? Separating? I just mean like they just don't look at people like, oh, you're a child. You're someone's child. I, that's my biggest. That's what I'm most baffled by because a lot of the times these cops are parents and like literally, I don't know what your experience was, but like obviously I knew this. But when I gave birth to when I gave birth to a, like this innocent small little being, and then you, you just see how innocent they are and how they don't know anything and. I mean, literally, we're just born. We, we, we're not choosing any of our socio, you know, economic statuses. And it's just like, you would think that that could soften anyone's heart. Like, that, when people who have kids who are mothers or fathers and they're racist, it really baffles me. Because you've experienced the beauty of childbirth and, like, the... The pureness. The pureness. And that you've, you've chosen to, to ha- have hate. Oh, my God. This is... We're, this is not on topic, but have you seen, there's a Snapchat in some racist-ass place in the middle of America, two white nurses are um, fater- um, pater- maternity nurses in the maternity ward, and they were Snapchatting, like, this little black baby and saying, like, look, I'm a rapper, like, making racist comments with the baby on the Snapchat. What? And newborn. And um, oh apparently they have one friend that cares because someone reported them and they got fired. As they should. But calling the baby, like, inappropriate names. Can you imagine? That's another thing, like, which brings us to our topic today. (laughs) Um, Today we're going to be discussing pregnancy, postpartum, and how real that motherfucking transition is. Yeah. The shock factor. The shock factor. It's not what Instagram is showing. Uh, No. It's not even what my Instagram is showing. Literally, nobody (laughs) told me about this part of it. There's a lot of shit people don't tell me about, but this for sure, that's like, oh, it's going to be hard. <laughs> that is the lightest, <laughs> most diet, sugar-coated form of saying, bitch, are you sure about this? Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah, seriously, this is a big thing for me because immediately I was like, what the fuck have I done? When you got pregnant? I mean, when I got pregnant, after I had the baby, when I got home, two weeks after that. <laughs> well, no, when I got pregnant, I was so scared. I was terrified. Did was, you cry? I didn't cry. I just felt fear. Like, I was like, <gasps> yeah, like, I'm going to pass out right now. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I don't even like kids. You don't? <laughs> I do now. I love kids. Other than your own kids. No, I love all kids. When I see little kids, I'm like, oh, really? Like yeah, look. You don't think that? What you trying to say? No, I have, <laughs> no, I have friends. My friend who I just came back from visiting, she doesn't like kids. Like she likes hers, but like she doesn't. I, I have to remind her like you're her aunt. Like <laughs> you're Luna's aunt. Remember? She's like oh. <laughs> I'm like hug her. She's like oh. 
like, I have friends who have kids. It was a mistake. <laughs> no, I, um, I just, it's not that I didn't like kids. Okay, that's a strong word. I just think I just, I wasn't into, like, playing, like, I don't want to play hide-and-go-seek. Yeah, I don't want like, to play kid games. I just, I think my, even, like, I have a really young sibling. My siblings, my youngest sibling is six. Oh, so yeah. he's like a baby. And, like, now that I have a baby, I would play. But before, I'd be like, uh. You know what's so funny? I I see myself as this like nurturing maternal person. Like I've always thought that I've always wanted to have a lot of kids. Maybe because I'm a cancer, Um, which must be like the mother sign. But when I told my dad, like I was telling my dad, like yeah, he's like you want kids, (laughs) and I was like yeah, you didn't know that. He's like no, I just I I was shocked that my (laughs) own father like was questioning that I a should be a parent and b like wanted to be a parent, but like almost like eight years ago um, when I was a cocktail waitress I was telling everybody I was getting a puppy and they were like why you shouldn't get a puppy like everybody and I was like what nobody thinks I have any <laughs> skills meanwhile you're like I'm mother nature yeah guys. I thought I came off <laughs> you guys like, I most, ooze <laughs> I ooze nurturing mother like what are you talking about so clearly my own self perception <laughs> and everybody else's is off but yeah I mean I guess I can see where people could get that idea, but clearly we are very mothering, mother-like yeah, people. Yeah, I love, I love kids now. <laughs> Some of y'all motherfuckers. Um, it's, really, it's usually the parents. Parents do better. Parent, bad parents make asshole kids. Ugh, do better. Um, but, you know, I was, I, I, I was, and then I got excited because he was excited and, you know, but then when my body started changing, it was hard for me to... At first it was cute, and then there was a point where it just wasn't cute anymore. But a lot of it was my fault, because I ate, like, it was my fucking full-time job. <laughs> like, I ate, like, I was eating for three. How much, uh, three? Yeah. How much weight did you gain? 70 pounds. Oh my god, Erica. Yeah. 70 pounds. How'd you even lose all that weight? It's been a minute. Yeah. It's taken it... me almost three years. Yeah. Literally, like, I, 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 I Luckily and I was depressed vain. about that at first. That's like I think part of the reason that like postpartum popped up for me initially because I've always been so conscious of my weight and my body and like being an actor and like like a kid model or whatever. Like you know you become aware of those things at a kind of an early age. And we live in LA, which doesn't help. Yeah, you become aware of those things kind of an early age, and so I was always like a little self conscious, and so. I'm, I don't get me wrong. I look in the mirror even now, and like even back then, and be like, "Girl, you look good today." But right. there's days I'm like, "Ooh, <laughs> I shouldn't have ate those burgers four days in a row." Um, but yeah, I just like the idea of my body changing was really hard for me to adjust to. It was really hard, and obviously, when you gain seventy pounds, it's also hard to hide. So <laughs> yeah, ain't no uh, waist trainer. I, but I, I saw your pregnancy photos, girl. You were all cute. You just didn't gain one pound. You gained like ten pounds. I gained like 35 pounds, but it was literally all in my stomach. I went for my postpartum six weeks. First of all, I was, portion of the reason I was happy to get pregnant is because I thought I was going to get thick <laughs> and get hips. And like six weeks later when I'm with the postpartum, I think I was, I started at 98 pounds before I got pregnant and I went back to my postpartum, bitch, I was 96 pounds. <laughs> I was pissed. I'm like, check that again. <laughs> what do you mean? It was only six weeks ago. You're telling me not... Any of this weight stayed 35 pounds, and I come back with my negative two. I was mad. Oh, my God. I I lost 30 pounds, like, immediately. 
from like, right the baby yeah, right so the baby water, yeah. all the weight you lost right there i think you can see my i think you can see like my ribs in my in my pregnancy <laughs> pictures like my ribs were on top the belly was below oh my gosh um but when i found out i was pregnant first of all it's so it's a bizarre thing because i was like living with my man at the time i've known him like 15 years <laughs> um so i shouldn't have been like freaked out but i cried really? i like cried like a baby and i remember looking at him and he was like oh my god this she's a bitch <laughs> i remember thinking like i'm a mean person and i was just like ah. i was scared and i was so scared that first of all i'm super hippie and i'm super like god send me signs spirits ancestors so i, I asked all my friends like do you guys know any um like spiritual guides or like psychics? I asked all the hippie friends for two weeks straight. Nobody got back to me. So I'm like, oh, this is something I'm going to have to make a decision about pretty soon. <laughs> so I'm literally at a friend's friend's house. We've been there all day, and I just smoked a little weed, and I said to her, like, do you know any spiritual advisors? I have, like, this thing I really need to talk to someone about. She's like, yeah, my friend Eddie, she's inside. I'm like, really? She's like, yeah, she's been here all day. She's the best psychic I know. I'm like, seriously? Oh, wow. She's like, yeah. I'm like, I've been asking people for two weeks. <laughs> I'm like, can you ask her if she'll talk to me? She's like, yeah. I'm like, I'll pay her. So Eddie decides to do it. She busts out her tarot cards. Oh, damn. Okay. I didn't tell her what my thing was because I was still skinny. I was like four or five weeks pregnant. And she starts reading the cards. Erica, this bitch, I'm looking at the cards. They're facing her. Pulls a pregnant tarot card. Shut up. It was a, I didn't even know a pregnant tarot card existed. And I'm looking, like, trying to break my neck. And she's like, well, you see this card. And after that, like, I, I didn't, I, I, I consciously asked God to give me an answer. <laughs> she clearly pulled the pregnant card. I didn't hear anything else she said. I was just like, oh, okay, God, I, okay, well, let's do it, you know? Like, okay. So, I mean, I basically kept my child because the stranger psychic lady told me that <laughs> it was in the stars. It was in the stars. <laughs> Yeah, I was scared, but I had, like, I just knew I was going to keep it. Her. Keep it. Keep her. Well, I mean. Keep her. Because how like, when we got pregnant, we're, like, 26, 27. 27. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we're past the, like, right. another acceptable. I'm, okay, I'm 27. I've been with my man at this point for, like, five years, you know. Like, like a mature adult decision. Yeah. And. She's like, kind of not in high school. I, can't I think be, like, I had started to feel more um, maternal in that last year for some reason. A little bit more. Probably age. Yeah, and so I just went for it. And here now I'm blessed with my little Irie Jane. Yay, now we have children that are friends and very annoying people. <laughs> but it's still very nice. Um, but yeah, so I think, you know, if you live in the world that we live in, which is Instagram, like you see people and they have their babies and then they're like, They've lost all the weight, or they're suddenly their baby weight turned into like, um, like, like video, video vixen body, or like they're madly in love. They just got engaged and have a huge fat ring and a huge house, and yeah, and like we're going on walks and, and they're all great. matching. I think it's just so like confusing for someone who like has postpartum and is seeing that as a first time parent, and they're just like, what, like what. What's wrong with me? Why am I not like? First of all, for why a, am I? Why don't I look like that yet? It's not even about look. Why don't I feel like that, that yet? Feel why yet. am why I not, not so why, happy? I don't want to go to the park. Why do I want? To, why would I want to go to the park? Everything's here. Uh, honestly, like the day I left the hospital, they put me in the car, and I got home. I was like, I felt 
like a child that got dropped off by her mother for the first, like, whoa, wait, you're le- wait, hold on. <laughs> I'm not ready to go yet. Like, I know I asked to get out of here, but are you, not- the nurse is not coming with me? <laughs> like, I felt in shock. Like, I was in shock. And then after like three days sitting in my house, it was raining and shit. I think she, like, her dad went to work and I was just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, this is my life. This little bitch won't get off of my nipple. I'm a cow. Oh, my God. And then, like, I was cleaning, and she fell asleep, and I was cleaning, and I was, like, zoned out. And I'm like, oh, shit. That baby. Check on that baby. I was like, I just, it was, it's, like, the hugest transition I've ever experienced. And immediately, I'm like, oh, my God, who am I? My stomach got really dark because, like, the hormones, like, the stretching. I was like, I'm never going to be wearing a bathing suit. I'm not sexy. I'm not spicy. I'm not spicy jam. Then who am I? Like mama jam? Like who's that person? It right. just seems we don't know. I'm, I'm still figuring it out. Right. You know, like it this, this balance. <laughs> Hence this show. You've been one way your whole life and then you have to take care of another life and shit kind of it's not like you're not you who you are, but everything changes. And that's how I felt. I felt when when I went home, I was like I mean, I was just like, Oh my god, like, is she alive? Is she okay? Like, always, just always so nervous. There's no hand And the most tired I've ever been in my life. It comes this daunting cloud that comes over you, like, oh my it's, god, this is my life now. It's just heavy. It's You're heavy, so yeah. tired. I try to explain to my friends that don't have kids or, like, maybe are pregnant, like, our girlfriend is pregnant, and I just try to tell, explain, and sometimes I have flashbacks, and I'm like, I thought I knew that I'd be tired, like, before when I... Before I had a baby, I'm like, okay, yeah, you're tired. I get it. I'm going to be so tired. But then until you are, are in you're it, exhausted, gonna you're die. like, this is beyond tired. This is some other shit. And that's where, like, it's just like, it can get confusing. The tiredness can make you depressed. And if you don't have breaks and if you don't have someone to su- a support system, it's really difficult. And I and then it's just like you're you're feeding the baby, you're changing the baby, you're bathing with the baby, you're getting the baby dressed, the baby's sleeping with you. There was a moment I got home from the hospital and like my baby's daddy was like here on my cheek, the baby was like right under me, and I was like, <gasps> I can't. I was like, oh my god, I can't breathe. And then like maybe like six weeks later, he was trying to like the baby went to sleep, probed me for sex. I'm like, oh my god, I'm a machine. Like I decided, like, all I do is give. I give, right? I felt like I was getting depleted. Like my energy was just going to this baby. Now you, 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 you just pull your dick out, right? Like put that shit away. First of all, you, we just had a baby. You see what ha- where that gets us? <laughs> Get the fuck away from me from that thing. Don't ever pull it out again. <laughs> I was pissed. Oh my god, it's so true. It's... You do. You feel like the giving tree. Yes, like, like... wait, hold the fuck up. This is what I this is what I signed up for. And then I think there's like And it's cuz you know what a lot of it like I said social media plays a part because men are looking at these women that have babies and they're just out and about looking sexy in their strollers and look fuckable like they're just living this great post baby life and they're like why isn't my wife <laughs> looking like this. doing this? It's cuz most of those women aren't doing this either. And then we live in this fucked up society where like we said like no one discusses this real shit about what happens after you have a baby. Literally after I gave birth and I laughed, I was like, my vagina hurts. No one talked to me about that. No one was like, don't laugh. Like, no one talked to me like, you know, have, you always think about the birth. It's going to be so hard. Oh, da, da, da. And then, but then you have, and then you're bleeding. Your fucking pussy hurts. You can't laugh hard. 
It's weird. Like these are none of the things nobody mentions this shit. And then even with within the mom community, I feel like there was a lot of pressure to be a, like we have like this mom image, you know, like you're supposed to be fucking Susie homemaker after you have a kid. Automatically, you birth the baby, you come out looking like Susie. You know, like no, it's not what happens. And and if you don't uh, like live up to that, then you're like something's wrong with me. No, for sure. It's true. I mean, there's just yeah, it's just... I mean, I didn't wash my... Like, do my hair for, like, weeks. I don't even know if that's postpartum. I think that's just the first four weeks also. <laughs> but then, if you just keep it going and going and going, you know what I mean? Like, you have to get... You have... Even though, like, literally your life is never the same. Because that was my thing. I was like... Never. I think postpartum depression is such, like... Uh, people don't like to talk about it because it can be really embarrassing. The thoughts that you have... Some par- some parents have. I fortunately did not have these thoughts, but I know that it it, it pops mm-hmm. up all the time in postpartum that women feel like they want to hurt their child, mm-hmm. that they have bad thoughts, that they feel totally disconnected from their child, and that's the worst thing that you can feel or feel judged by, feel judged for as a woman. You know what I mean? We're supposed to be these like maternal like beings, right? And that's not true. We we don't come in maternal. We learn it. Because, you know what? You can only be as maternal as you know, as as your experience. And if you've never had kids, even, I think I went to the, um, I had had to go to the doctor maybe like a week after I gave birth, or maybe a few days, um, because I had high blood pressure, and I was in the waiting room at the OBGYN, and the baby, Luna, starts crying, getting fussy, and I remember like, shaking her, bouncing, and I remember like, all the women looking at me, and I just got this... I was like, oh my god, everybody's looking at me. She won't shut up. I'm doing it wrong. I like switched the position a couple times. I like to put my boob in my mouth. Like, oh. I was with my, my 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 her dad's mom, and she was looking at me. I just felt I just had to step out. I took the baby and I stepped outside because I felt so much pressure that the other women who probably already had kids were like, that bitch doesn't know what, what she's, she's doing. doing. Well, you didn't. <laughs> you didn't. You know, I I mean, I I I took baby classes and everything. And the moment she came, I mean, I have to say, though, the moment she came, I knew how to hold her. I yeah. know that for sure. It does come naturally, but it is still a very scary experience. But it's, it's overwhelming. When she got, came home, we were alone, just me, her, and her dad. I was like, oh, my God. And then he left for, like, I don't know, to go get food. I was like, wait, what? Right. I say, wait, oh, my God, are you okay? <laughs> like. Are you breathing? Um, and then and just once I finally adjusted to being a mother and I still, I just, then I just felt, I, I was like, okay, I get, I'm, I'm getting the hang of this. I haven't been out in months and I look terrible. I'm still, I'm still, there's something, there's something different for me. Nothing's ever going to be the same again. And that's true. Nothing is yeah, ever the same. the same again. And in the best way possible, but it's hard to see that at first, especially when you're in postpartum, which I didn't realize I had postpartum, um, till I was out of it. And I looked back on it and I was like, oh, you were not okay. And you were not happy. And, you know, the person that you were with didn't know how to support you in that because they don't teach men about that. They don't. They don't. Men don't even understand. And even if they get taught or whatever, it's hard for no man understands how a woman feels after you literally. Women don't even know. I understand how they feel. But like our bodies are flushed out like we give birth and everything that we've been like incubating and holding in is just suddenly depleted from this our whole body other baby just like that yeah and we're supposed to be just fine your hormones are literally raging it's that it's that it's literally an influx in your hormones or whatever readjustment but it takes time to adjust to that 
And honestly, as soon as I came home and I was sitting on that couch alone and overwhelmed, I, I saw immediately how postpartum depression can easily, how any woman who just had a baby can easily fall into a, a form of depression because there's this major transition and adjustment that nobody talks about. No, it's crazy. And we did a little bit of research and found out that one in seven women suffer from postpartum depression. Which is a lot. That's a huge number. And it's even crazier is like four million, so four four million live births a year. 600,000 of those women that have those children are going to experience postpartum depression. That's more than someone who has breast cancer, cervical cancer, a stroke, all those combined, these women have, there's there's more cases of postpartum depression than all those things combined in women. So it's a seriously um, a thing. And it's, then, it's a thing. I, after looking at these stats, I was like, damn. Like, <laughs> like I was like, really, I, I, I thought like I was alone and then I have talked to my other girlfriend who experienced it pretty badly, a lot more severe than I did. And she was embarrassed to talk about it. And to hear her talk about it was like, wow. I mean, I, if I have felt the way that, if I had those thoughts, like suicidal thoughts and thoughts of hurting my child, I don't know who I would feel comfortable talking about that with either. Because you feel guilty. You feel so shamed, like ashamed. Like, who am I that I'm thinking of killing my kid? But it's common and it happens. And because it's so shame, it's such a, it's so looked at so shameful and people don't discuss it and people are embarrassed to talk about it. 40% of those cases go undiagnosed. So there's 4 million, like 600,000 women develop this and 40% are not even, cases are not diagnosed. I mean, imagine how many people are experiencing it and not, A, not knowing and B, not getting help. Right. No, it's crazy. And how many kids actually get harmed as a result or abandoned or actually moms kill themselves. The the suicide rate in, among postpartum women is pretty high too. It's pretty high. Yeah. Especially the kids. It's just like. They don't know why mommy is disconnected from them. Why is and even when you're even as a as a child as a as a baby a newborn you're you, you all you you're just, you're just like this new thing in this world and you don't have anything except your mother, mother right and she's separate <clears throat> from you like can you imagine what that what kind of effect that has on like a baby's brain um well um one of our what did our um stats say eleven percent. No, no, no. There was a study on eleven-year-olds who. Oh yeah, eleven-year-olds whose whose parents um, suffered from postpartum depression, and they had considerably lower IQs. I mean, we don't. I'm not sure what the variable were in in that research, but I mean, I, I can I can see how important it is to bond with your kid in those to those you know initial moments, and that not happening does affect your kids, even if they are just newborns, and you think that it doesn't. Um, that emotional like connect is. It's pretty important. Yeah, I mean, these ta- like t- suicidal deaths account for twenty two percent of postpartum mortalities. Like that's that's just twenty two percent is a lot. That's just not okay. And it's because and it's like some people know like I'm depressed. Other people, I think postpartum can be com- confusing because you have this beautiful baby, so you're like I'm not depressed. What I have this kid, we're good, we're happy. And then you're like I'm not happy. I'm so horrible. Like I'm never gonna be able to go out again. Like everyone hates me. Uh, I'm. I'm fat. I'm not pretty. My husband doesn't want to have sex with me. He's cheating on me. Like all these different things. My vagina thoughts. hurts. My vagina hurts. My vagina's not the same. Maybe right. It's a tour. Yeah. Like, you know, like you just have all these. Did you tear? I had a C section. Oh, right. I forgot. Yeah. Don't recommend it. 
Yeah, that's a whole different thing. I mean, imagine, yeah, even having a C-section. Imagine having a newborn and then having to recover from a major surgery. They, like, remove your append. Like, don't they remove your, your intestines? Well, they're, like, everything. They, like, move. They take everything out yeah. of your stomach, then take the baby out, then place it back. That's a major surgery. So people are like, oh, I want to schedule a C-section. No, bitch, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> because you're, like, signing up for a newborn plus recovering from a, a major surgery where they just remove your intendants in, in and put them on the table. Hell no. Let's just try to push it out the canal if we can. I don't know how people opt for that like to each his own but because there's not there's no information they're not informed on my mind like I had like met try to at least mentally prepare for what birth childbirth would be like and I just knew I was gonna have my child vaginally you know what I mean like she was gonna come out of there we were gonna have this bonding experience where she comes out and she crawl I like had this whole video she was gonna crawl to you no because they have these videos where like their mother pull them out oh. and they put, place the baby, the baby on their stomach, and the, and baby, the baby like inches up to the boob. Oh my! Knows where to go. I've never seen the the newborn inch up to anywhere. Yeah, it seems like so a beautiful. like a national wildlife That's story. So beautiful. I can't believe you said at this image she's gonna crawl. <laughs> I've never seen a newborn crawl. I really, well, not crawl, but, like, wiggle, you know. But you know what? And that's a good point because I had this whole birth story that I was going to birth at home, just me and my baby's daddy. I wanted to do, like, an unassisted hippie home birth, which is totally insane. But what <laughs> that's I... That's insane. It's, yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe baby two? Yeah. I, yeah, I would still try again. But because I had, like, high blood pressure, preeclampsia, I, I had to go to the hospital, which was totally not in my plan. I did not want to go to the hospital. But you know what? That initial um, welcome to motherhood was like, yeah, bitch, you thought you had a plan. Now you don't. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, get nope. used to it, bitch. Ain't no plan, bitch. Ain't no, ain't no, ain't plan, no plan, bitch. Like, let me, this, is, this is how you get started for motherhood, bitch. Fuck your plan. <laughs> so, yeah, here I am. <laughs> Not going by any of those plans. Yeah. No, I guess you're right. It's it's true. I've learned so many lessons just like that because I had that initial crawling out of my room. <laughs> drinking fresh milk. Easily fresh, accessed. Fresh milk. Easily accessed. She's going to laugh. On perfectly, and I'm gonna have my, my milk's gonna just flow out into her. Like the sun look at shining me. on my face, blow a kiss, off eyeliner on, <laughs> right? <laughs> Not. I look like shit. Me too. Horrible. Oh my god. Um, but and then so then that didn't happen because, <laughs> because that doesn't happen because I feel like I feel like had I went with my gut, which was I wanted to give birth at home mm-hmm. or at least at home. Yeah, I wanted to give birth at home, but I didn't really have. My doctor wasn't very being very supportive. They're of not it. going to be because um, he's not going to make money off. I of know, it. and I also had no friends with with children or that had ever given birth, so I had like no one to talk to, like except my mom. But like I was like, okay, mom. They're like so old school. I know, though. so I didn't. And then which I well, they're not old school because I wanted when I told her I wanted to give birth at home, she was like, why? Oh no, yeah, that's well. They're old school in the sense, like, they're Hospitals. old school. Yeah, like, my grandmother was like, oh, yeah, who cares? They've been doing that. My mom was like, are you crazy? You're going to die. So there's, like, you could see how the trend shifts. That's a whole different episode because I'm a huge, I think I should have been a, a midwife or still can, but I do want to, <laughs> I would do want to do um, a topic about, like, the options for, um, you know, the type of childbirth there are, because there are options. I know, there's so many. Unaware. I mean, when I was researching, I wanted to do a water birth. They have these water birthing centers you could go to. Oh, yeah. Um, I think... It's just, like, I feel like it's, like, one of the most, it just makes sense to be birthed into water. You've been in water. In your... Smooth transition. In your comfort zone. Right. You think Ricky Lake will come on our show? 
Ricky, please. I love Hi, the business of being born. We that love was it. One, that was one of the reasons I was convinced. That, and so I, I convinced. went and got a midwife, but then, he, like, you know, baby daddy didn't really support it. He was had that old school mentality, too. And, you know, I was already kind of nervous about everything. Like, I was, like, the strictest, like, pregnant person. Like, never did I have one piece of tiny sushi. Like, really? never did I. I would not eat cheese, like, certain cheeses. And, like, I was, like, anything, like, anything could happen, you know? That is so not my personality. I'm That's like, not my personality either. Women in Japan are eating sushi pregnant all day. Let's go cut Apparently, it is my personality. I didn't realize I was like that until I got pregnant. And I was like, whatever you say goes. Um, and so I think because of that, I just, my doctor was like, do you know how many stillbirths I've delivered from home birth? Oh my God. That's an evil fucking thing for him to say. So like, yeah, that's shit like that. Like, the likelihood is low, but it's there. Just do your first. They'd like to tell you the 0.5% likelihood. Put your first birth in the yeah. hospital. The second birth, once you get through it, you can do it that way. Blah, 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 blah. And then when I was a week late, she was like, okay, we got to induce you. The baby's getting too big. Meanwhile, like I was just with my girlfriend last night and she told me her friend delivered a 10 pound baby. I was like, bitch, if I. People go like 10 days, two weeks after like, the day. I People... was eight pounds. Like I could have waited another week. Everybody has this is the biggest thing. Everybody has different pregnancies. Everybody has different styles of motherhood. Everybody has different deliveries. Like, it's, it's everybody does different shit. And I think, like, if we could embrace that more as, like, a village of moms and there's less judging and less, like, these, these standards of what it looks like to be a good mom, people would, A, be more honest and, B, be less fucking surprised when that baby gets out and it's not looking like Martha Stewart up in here. <laughs> and, you know, we could if we could have, like, have a, a real conversation about the reality of motherhood like it's it's beautiful it's wonderful but there's a downside mm. <laughs> not a downside but like you know <laughs> when they say it takes a fucking village girl like I think back on like I think back like when I was like living in when I was a Native American living, <laughs> but you know they had like they had support women of the village that like took care of whatever child was born, like, took turns, gave that mother a break. I just feel like postpartum was probably non-existent then because everybody, because it was, <laughs> it was, the, it was everyone was down to participate. Right. It's so important. And what my point is, is participation is so important, especially if you have the part, if you have a partner, mm-hmm. if, you, if you're with the father or the mother or whatever, whatever your sexual preference is, whatever, whoever you're with, they need to be, they need to know the ways to support you because... It is rough out here. I don't know if we have any male followers, but it's very rough out here for us women when we give birth, even if we are trying and pretending like we got this. Because you want to be able to do it all. I know I'm that type of way. I don't like to ask for help for things. Right. I want you to know, like, I, I made this choice to have this baby, so and I'm going to kill it. And then sometimes I don't kill it. And right. I'm, like, tired. And I'm not doing well because I'm burning myself on both ends and it's like it's, it's it's physically exhausting and it's mentally exhausting like there's a huge mental you know it physically your body's going through major fucking changes and then mentally you, you're like it's a huge challenge too so for um spouses or boyfriends or girlfriends or whatever yeah you do have like it's important that you educate yourself on the signs of um if your you know partner is experiencing these type of things because a it's good to protect the child because some people do have extreme cases where they want to hurt the child and hurt themselves and you know you need to be able to to be aware of it to support them um we did some additional research some of the symptoms were uh, i only wrote one down (laughs) my notes this is why high school was bad for me (laughs) my notes say Disconnect with a baby. <laughs> if you feel a disconnection with your baby and you don't want to hold it or you, you just 
feeling. What are the other ones, Erica? Yeah, I know you feel disconnected from the baby. You feel like useless, tired. Not all. wanting to leave I the mean, house. You're gonna be tired. You're gonna be tired. There's just there's no getting around it. Just because you're tired doesn't mean you have postpartum depression. <laughs> like that is normal. I feel like everybody has postpartum depression in some to some extent. I mean, I'm sure there's like those instant moms that like that hot one with all the kids who's still skinny. Is that Sarah, the Sarah Stage? stage. <sighs> she looks like she never experienced anything like it. She. I don't even know where her baby existed. Like, between honestly, her, like, I don't know where the baby a and was. But then she has a beautiful big baby. And I'm like, yeah. bitch, where the fuck was this baby in the belly? Some people have big ribs. or like She a big... looks so small. She did look She small. looks like you. You guys are the same size. But I even I had a big ass belly. That was just insane. Because I, I, me and her were pregnant at the same time. Yeah, me too. And, and I would How's be looking at her Instagram. I'd be like, I'd be over here 70 pounds heavier. And like, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe I just had my baby when I saw her eat. But even, you know, my homegirls, because that's another thing. Me and Erica became friends, like, I guess the girls were still small, but after we had kids. Mm -hmm. But so a lot of my friends don't have kids or hadn't had kids yet either. And my girlfriend was like, why aren't you dressing cute? When I'm pregnant, I'm going to dress so cute. Yeah, that's what they said. I'm going to dress so cute when I'm pregnant. Like, get dressed. What's wrong with you? You're not doing your hair. You look a mess. I wanted to say, bitch, I will beat you with this fucking boot. Okay? (laughs) Because... You don't. You think it's all fun and fluffy and cute, and I'm like, I mean, you know, I had some cute days, like twice, and you know, like once in a bikini. But your body changes so quickly. Even me, I'm skinny. I don't. I mean, I've always wanted to be thicker, but I've never had any like major body images issues because in my head, I think I am thick and tall. <laughs> but literally, when your body starts to gain weight that rapidly it is a strange ass feeling like you carry a child within the nine you feel like an alien Mm -hmm. like a nine month span and you just start to bulge in one place like you're first of all i'm a hoochie like i'm number one hoochie mom of the year if you you didn't know i i've self-proclaimed that title so none of my clothes fit and i refuse to buy maternity clothes i'm like i'm gonna be skinny like in six months i don't need to do this but literally i think i want to go see my uncle is wearing this little tight summer dress he's like jamila <laughs> you look like Nicki Minaj. What the fuck is wrong with you? I'm like, you shut the fuck up. Okay, this is all that fits. I only got three more months of this shit. You shut the fuck up. I look good, okay? I look good. He's I like, I can see your coochie. <laughs> you shut the fuck up. I was pissed. Coochie, like, coochie. Mama. No, I bought, I had to buy things. I got so fucking large. I just lived in spandex. Spandex and, and sweats. sweats and a headbun. And then, like, if I wanted to be cute, I'd put, like, concealer on. <laughs> I wore a headscarf, <laughs> like, the African headscarf, literally for, like, six months. I'm like, bitch, you must do your hair. You have to. Because I also went through this, like, naturalist stage. I shaved my head. And then I let it grow back. And I had an afro. And I was like, okay, this is not going to work. <laughs> I really try to be natural and hippie and, like, power to the people. And then... I go to the club. <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, this is not going to work in LA. No, I mean, it's my insecurities and my use to my normal hairs, but yeah. I feel you. I feel you. Okay, back to the symptoms. <clears throat> Crying for no apparent reason. I, I definitely did that. Yeah. But I thought like it was for, like, I thought that it was maybe because like me, like when you, another thing I don't talk about also is how trying it is on your relationship. If you're in a relationship, married, boyfriend, whatever, when you have a kid, like, your relationship's going to change. It doesn't mean for the worse, but it, it's going to challenge your relationship because suddenly 
it's not about each other anymore. You don't have time, like, as a woman, I'm sure, like, you don't have time, like, we were just talking about, like, don't come near me with your dick. Like, stay away. It's not about you. I've done enough for you. And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. What like, do you mean? You know, it's just like, just little moments like that, like, you've changed and they, and sometimes they can't understand why. They don't get it. They're like, what's wrong? Why don't you want to, what, you know? Or, or you're like, or, yeah. Yeah, I do. And so. You don't want party? Or, and also men kind of get to continue on living their life. Yeah, like nothing changes. Nothing changes for them. Which pisses me off. I mean, they feel, don't, I don't want to say nothing. I'm not trying to like devalue their feelings because a lot of men will be like, well, I'm working. I'm working double time now because now I have a family to raise. Hopefully that's the kind of man you're with. Anyway. Um, So, yes. Huh? Okay, guys, go back over there. Go and sit on the couch and watch Peppa. Um, uh, so, yeah, I mean, but they, they get to go back to work. They get to go f- feel a sense of... riding a flamingo floating? What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> Why is she always trying to, like, think everything is going to take her on a ride? I don't know what's going <laughs> on. that horse? <laughs> that is a very small flamingo floating. I think it's for a cup. And my daughter is sliding through the floor with it as if she's riding it. It's very strange. Um, but yes, I think men, and I don't want to discredit the man's feeling like I was saying, because I know that they uh, most good men will go and work extra hours because they know the baby's coming or try to just figure out, so you got to figure it out. Shit, kids aren't cheap. But at the same time, like, you guys get to go to work. Even going to work, you get, if you're, if you're going to work, Hopefully, if you have a job you like, you feel a sense of achievement. You feel like you're working towards something. You get to get out of your house. You get to feel like something other than a father for eight hours. Whereas mothers that are like never get living that. at home or at home off of work for the, the next three to four months, and this is their whole life, it's 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 intense. Like feeling like, oh my god, this is I'm a mother now. That's it. I think I start, I'm only a mother. As soon as I started to get those feelings of like panicking. I remember taking Luna to the mall like six days old. I didn't have nothing to get at the mall. I didn't need shit. I just was like, okay, time, time to get out the house. Let, let's get let's get this moving. Let's show the baby the, the world. The baby needs to see the world. She's curious. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I think I can go back to work. I think I went back to work like two weeks later. Mm-hmm. I just took the baby with me because I was bored to death and I didn't, I felt like my, my life was dwindling away, like my normalcy and I didn't want to just, like I've always had this fear, even as like a kid, of being like a frumpy, mm-hmm. van driving, like t-shirt wearing mom and I never wanted to be that. Like I want to be like going on the go and like still flying hot. So I was just like, I think my anxiety kicked in the opposite way. Like I didn't want to not leave Oh no, those. mine was the other way. Mine was the other way because I, I took time off, you know what I mean? I had the time off. I also... You know, I was acting, and and when I was doing stuff for work, like, I was always on camera, so, like, I took the time off, and I was so happy I didn't have to be on camera. Mm-hmm. I was like, I cannot be on, I don't feel comfortable being on camera, right. but then I put pressure on myself, like, I need, like, at some point, I'm like, I need to lose this weight at some point, because at some point, I gotta be on camera. This is my job. Yeah, I was just putting too much pressure on myself. But anyway, <clears throat> back to, uh, okay, crying for no apparent reason, I think mood swings, which, you know, we, we have those We anyway, experience yeah. that anyway. Feeling overwhelmed, change in eating or sleeping. I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty, I mean, change in eating or sleeping. That's every, that's just bound to happen. Yeah. You're, you're not sleeping the same ever again. 
no interest in your baby, thoughts of hurting yourself or your baby. That's the biggest one. I mean, that's the one that's... I mean, with that, if you're experiencing that, you need to recognize that that's what it is. And you need to ask anyone you can think of who you trust to take the baby and go check in somewhere and get help. Because there is help. And it does exist. And it's normal. It's not like you're a monster. You're not a bad person. It's just like the hormones are real. That shit is real. Yeah. Like feeling, feelings of guilt and worthlessness. I felt that way. I felt feelings of guilt and worthless, worthless, worthlessness. What was your guilt stemming from? I think I felt guilt too. I felt guilt like I never felt like I was doing it, like I wasn't good enough. Like right. I was never doing enough to be a good mother. Like I, just, I have those feelings now. Then I felt guilty like leaving. Like right. if I ever wanted to leave, like it's too early to leave. I'm leaving. I'm guilty. Right. Like, I'm not a good mom. I shouldn't go do this. I need right. to stay here all the time. Like I wanted to like go, go back get to away, yourself. but then I also felt guilty about getting away. <clears throat> That's another thing. There's like those weird pressures and, and expectations and shit that people put on you. Because people have all, oh, you're leaving already? Oh, you're going already? Are you sure? Oh, you want to go out? Or you're drinking? You know, I was like, yeah, bitch, I haven't drank in nine fucking months. I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> what the fuck do you think? It's true. It's true. I mean, there's so many different signs. And like, I think, like I was saying, it's so important that if you have, if you do have a partner or your family members, like if, if if you're listening to this and maybe you're not a mother or that maybe you have someone in your life that is going to be or is but maybe your wife or your sister or whatever there's just different ways that you can help um someone who's going through postpartum i mean something by just asking are you cool like my mom kept asking me like 50 million times like how are you feeling i'm like mom what are you talking about? Leave me alone. Now I see what she was, like, trying to get at. But, you know, sometimes you got to be straight up. Yeah, sometimes you got to be straight up. And then, you know, make, making sure that if they do know they're in postpartum, letting them know that this is not their fault. Because it's not. They can't control it. All they can do is try their best to, to make maybe take steps in, like, in a more positive way to try to get out of it. Yeah. It's not guaranteed to work, but, I mean, shit. And, and then there's, as we've even touched on um, in our research, um, we haven't discussed yet the postpartum that women who've experienced um, miscarriages or stillbirths experience, which I can only imagine is on a completely different level. Yeah, um, and that's like something that people never talk about. Never. It's like you don't talk about how you feel after an abortion. It's like it's like it's done. It's done. Abortion was not on the list. It was miscarriage or stillbirth. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> guilty conscience, huh? No, I'm just kidding. I mean, oh, I mean, oh my but, God. same. No, it is, I mean, it is, it is. They need to add that to the list. Yeah, because even though it's a choice, it's a choice. it still hurts. But it had to have, well, no, sometimes you have to get abortions too, like, if, like, your life is in danger, you know, like. Oh, some people have, um, like, bad pregnant, bad <clears throat> childbirths or whatever. You know, like, yeah, I mean. I mean, I had an abortion in, like, high school. Or if, like, you're raped or, like. I mean, I actually met someone who was the product of a rape. I think it was at like a Christian, um, a Christian camp. She talked to us, so even that made me feel a certain way. So I mean, this is not a conversation about pro life or pro choice because obviously we're both pro choice, right? Huh? Come on, <laughs> come on! I'm like, I quit. Come on! I can't go further. <laughs> uh, me? Actually, I'm very pro life. Um, we sound horrible. Make America great. <laughs> um, but I mean, but that is actually a good. That's a good ad because it's true. Even though I mean, people take away from that, especially young girls or people who don't want to tell their parents or whatever. Because that was, you know, that's the case. I'm 
damn grateful for the, the high school since you Planned Parenthood because I mean yeah think about it think about a girl who's in high school who like doesn't want to get an abortion but doesn't know how to tell her parents and they don't she doesn't have any education so she goes against the abortion that maybe she didn't have to get you know what I mean okay maybe she does maybe the baby wasn't going to live a great life but now she's depressed because she didn't feel like she had any other choice and she doesn't even know that what postpartum is or that she's experiencing it yeah yeah, this is definitely... A late-term abortion. Because miscarriages and abortions can happen in the same time. In the time, same time frame. I mean, I oh, just yeah, mean, like, right, the same right, trimester, right. you know? Yeah. Doesn't I mean, mean one is farther along than the other. Yeah, and then, like, I found myself, like... I've been insensitive before. Like, I, have, I know someone... She's kind of young, so maybe that's where I'm, like, judgy. She had, like, a miscarriage at, like, 10 weeks. And she got, like, the time tattooed on her and she's like always wants to like put Mother's Day like well maybe she was really looking forward to I know but I'm like okay I'm, that makes me sound like a bitch <laughs> <laughs> well I mean I get it I get it you're like girl you aren't you don't need that child it, you're it, not you it's like I mean some, you're not ready for that child yeah it's just a bit much but I mean who am I I've never had a miscarriage I mean I, I can understand more so like someone miscarriaging after four, five, six months, especially like a stillbirth after you've carried a child is, you know. What about the people that are like been trying to get pregnant for a long time and then they do and then they, you know, it's just, it's just, there's so many different like ways. Either way, if you're pregnant once and then you're not. You can experience postpartum. Because the shit is hard. And then there's also. Look at those notes. These notes. And antenatal depression. I just learned that word today, mm-hmm. which is 11.5% people experience, and that's usually within your third trimester. That's before you give birth, which I didn't even know that shit existed. I didn't even know this word, antenatal. Now you know it. Yeah. But that exists too. So if you're in your, you know, you're getting big and fat, and it's time about that time, and you're feeling depressed, that's also a thing. So it's not anything to like. Maybe I had that. Because you saw it like towards the end. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know what? It's also hard to differentiate because at the end you're so fat and so uncomfortable and so out of breath. Mm-hmm. You don't know if it's depression or you're just pissed. Mm-hmm. Like my friend literally right now just texts me, Nisha. Shout out to Nisha. Hey girl, hey. And she just wrote, "I'm waddling." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's about to give birth in, in, in like next month, and and she literally, "I'm waddling. I feel different today than I did four days ago. What the fuck?" That's literally what she just texted me right because now. Because that shit is real. Four days can go by, and you feel like you just grew f- times four. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's like you just. Ugh, I mean, it's a bizarre, trippy experience. It's so bizarre. It's bizarre and. I would I would really say that the birth part was like the least, not bizarre like the, it's not the least trying. I guess the whole thing is pretty intense. The whole thing is very intense. Did you? Oh, now I got a C-section. Oh, cause I, okay, so I didn't want to have a birth in the hospital, but I did, <clears throat> and I didn't want to get a pre uh, a, a epidural because I was on some hippie shit. But then two days later, I did. So as I'm giving birth, they ask you if you want to the mirror like to watch it mm-hmm. and I said hell yeah like I'm, I don't know how many times I'm going to do this I'm about to I want to see this shit mm-hmm. and literally in my birth video you can hear me say her head comes out I said oh my god <laughs> oh my god this is crazy <laughs> in the video I said oh my god this is crazy it is crazy it looks like I, I feel like I was in the movie Alien I was so drugged I didn't see anything I'm so jealous that you got to see that girl I was a little uh, whatever the back one but I was fully aware to see that baby pop out of that coochie and I was like this looks insane 
<laughs> See, I mean, it's cool to think of, like, we're the, we're the portal. Like, we are the closest. Birth, trap birth is the closest thing you'll ever get to the maker. Whoever you believe in, whatever you believe is on the other side, we literally become the portal for, to the, he- the heaven's gate to earth. So it is, like, I always think of it as a rite of passage, too. Like, it's, a, it's an intense experience, but once you get over the hump and the transition, you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel. There is. There's, you know, there's a few ways I think that, I mean, I know helped me get out of. Sorry, let me put that there. Peter's about to die. There is. I mean, I know there's been a few ways that really helped me get out of my postpartum depression. Um, I kind of. I just, one day I looked in the mirror and I was just like, I am so tired of feeling like this. Like I, it's like I, it's like I hit my my breaking point, and I was like, I just had to remember like how who I was before this, and that's and I'm still that person. And it's like you start feeling like, no, you're not. No, you're not. You don't look or, the same. Or you're you not allowed to be that person. Yeah, so. you're not. You're not allowed to be like. I can't do. I can't. I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't smoke weed. I can't go get drunk. People I can't look at me. I can't party. Yeah. I can't travel. I can't. I can't. There's so many fucking I can't. But that doesn't exist. That's bullshit. No, it really doesn't exist. It's, it's in your head and it's in everybody else's head. And anyone who thinks that, fuck them. Seriously, fuck them. It's po- every. You can. You can. Okay. And one of the 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 first thing that really helped me get out of it was working out. I know it sounds so taboo. Like it sounds like, oh yeah, of course, working out. But like. <laughs> Seriously, you have got to get out of your house. And it doesn't mean you have to go, like, run a mile. Like, just start with the walk around the block, you know? Like, even if the it's in, in your, with your stroller. Or, like, maybe you need to, like, be like, look, husband, wife, Ooh. grandma, I need an hour today. Don't be afraid to ask for help because sometimes I'd be like, I need an hour. And I even can't. you, you got to demand it. Yeah. I need help. And you, you need – don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't try to do everything on your own. And then – Meditation helped me, and now I'm like, like I'm like the fake hippie over here. I mean, Mila's more hippie than me, but I do do. I really do meditate. I try to meditate every day. I, I get, I skip. Like I'll go. You like just two do weeks. it in silence, or what? Do you have like a thing? Um, I do it. In, I I like guided meditations. So yeah, because I fall asleep. That's what I was gonna ask you. So I like the app Headspace. I really like a lot. Oh, I gotta download. That. Oh, it's really good. Um, Headspace is good. Sometimes I put on YouTube videos. Sometimes if I go on a hike, I'll just take a second and just, like, sit. Yeah. sit. Not like too that. long, so I don't fall asleep. Um, you can fall asleep on a hike? If I'm comfy. <laughs> Sometimes I like to do nam-myoho renge-kyo, nam-myoho renge-kyo, because then I, I remember to, like, be mindful and not fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Yoga helped me mm-hmm. because it. I was doing hot yoga, so I was, like, working out intensely sweating so I felt like it was so uncomfortable that my brain I literally couldn't think of anything because when I I was in my depression I was just always had anxiety always thinking 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 what's my future what's my future did I do this did I do the laundry did I make enough milk for her for me to go be here right now did I you know and so um, it kind of shut that down for me and I was also like working on losing weight at the same time so I saw results (laughs) I was like I saw results mentally and physically yoga is a big deal I I didn't realize what a big deal it was until um, like right after I got out of my relationship I went I started to do yoga a little bit and I went to a yoga class and I got into a stretch 
And literally, I just started to cry. And I'm like, this is weird. I'm not even like a crybaby type of bitch. So, but later, a yoga instructor told me, she's like, she she stretched one way, and she was like, I was just laughing hysterically. I didn't know why. And then I stretched the other leg a certain way, and I just started to bawl out of control. And she's like telling us how different stretches and different places in your body physically can hold different emotions. So, I mean, you know, our physical selves, that really, that yoga does intertwine with the meditative spiritual growth too that's a good one that and okay so if your if your postpartum is really bad i mean any type of postpartum if you can go seek help go talk to someone about it because i didn't realize i had postpartum until i i, I go to therapy and so like i didn't realize i had postpartum until i was in therapy and she was she told you she didn't tell me i was like i came to the realization myself really yeah. and i was like what? And same with my one of my friends who's who is even currently right now battling postpartum and much more severely than I did. She said she didn't realize she was in postpartum either. And then she, but she was like, I know these thoughts are not normal. Like I need to go see someone. And she was diagnosed with it. So don't feel ashamed about talking about it with people. You need to talk to your partner about it. You need he she needs to ed- educate themselves. You know, they need to be reliable. They need to be reliable for you during that time. Like, if you are dealing with someone who has postpartum, it is so important that you're reliable for them. If you say you're going to be home at 7, be home at 7. Yeah. Please. Don't be home at 10. No. And that's not just some, like, woman, like, needy shit. That's, like, real. Like, we need a break. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and guys or whoever, like, don't. I, I've seen my friends do this or people, like, don't, don't, like, cop out with the, you're the mom. But you're the mom. But you're... I've heard that shit so many times. I'm like, and I'm going to kill you. (laughs) I'm the mom that was on Snapped, You didn't mind making me a mom. Right. So... Help, yeah. And and try to just just help out. Do things without her asking. That's damn near impossible. I know that this this tip is damn near impossible for y'all. Okay? But for those that are uh, (laughs) self-aware... Um, Try to do some housework. Anything to make her life a little bit easier without her having to ask... She needs to feel appreciated. Like, if you're just chilling on the couch and she's trying to get dressed, get the baby. Right. If you can assist in getting the baby dressed, do that. Because you know what I'll say also? I feel like no matter how much your partner helps, you're going you're gonna to still feel like, oh, fuck, everything's on me. Yeah, you're still going to resent them a little bit. That's normal. Because that's, let's be real, that's, mom, that's like the, part, the, the role of the mother. We, we, we have a everything. bigger role initially. And, it's, and sometimes we resent them for that. Yeah, but it's just the way of the world. Like, they don't have breast milk. Yeah. That's not their fault. They can't, yeah. But we hate them for it. Yes, <laughs> I do. Um, another thing I experienced, which I um, I don't think is necessarily depression, but this is just for people who are just having kids. Did you experience, like, I would have really off-the-wall thoughts. Like, oh, my God, what if she falls down, rolls off the cliff? Like, I would think of really extreme situations, like, oh, my God, what if that falls on her head? Like, I would just think of super, and I, and my friend had to tell me, she has three kids, and she was like, no, that's normal. That, that's your body training you to be prepared, prepared for anything. It's not weird. You're not having... It's that mama bear training. Yeah, she's like, you're not having dark thoughts. You're just thinking of all the possibilities, which is, that's that's normal. As a mom, I'm like, okay, get down, because I can no, I'm not saying them get down, I'm oh. saying... Because, you know, you're just, like, your brain is beginning to train to basically have your ears and eyes open in a 50-mile radius at all times. Right. No, for sure. For sure. And I think also making sure you get her out date night. Once a week. Once a week. Get a sitter, whatever you got to do. You can do once a week. It doesn't have to. You don't have to spend money. Just go on a walk together. Like, seriously. (laughs) 
like anything to make up but you know taking her out on a date was always ideal i mean if you're my a walk would not be <laughs> ideal <for her. laughs> I, because i want to I, like i ideally take her somewhere where she needs to get dressed yeah so she can get out of mommy even if it's an event like she needs to get out of mommy friend mode house. let her to you're taking her somewhere nice you wouldn't have to spend that coin that day so you're gonna have to save all week but trust me it's <laughs> worth it for the headache that you'll be uh, resolved from exactly so i just think like that and then also being patient with her sex drive because I think a lot's a lot of pressure too. We just gave a birth, and now you want to hormones affect that too. Yeah, like I wasn't horny at all during pregnancy. Me neither, at all. Like, like at don't all. Get, get in away. fact, I was like the most yeasty I've ever been in my life, and I wanted to kill myself. <laughs> and I didn't want a dick to be anywhere close to my. Like, get that shit out of my face. Mm-hmm. So, like, slowly after it came back, but yeah. Yeah, be patient. And I know, and you know, look, Pamela goes a long way, fellas. I know you guys do it all day anyway. But what is it, Pamela? What's Pamela? Your pom- oh, your pom- oh, I've never heard it called that. <laughs> Pamela? I was, like, I was like, palm oil? Who's Pamela? Is that a new masturbation oil? Like, wow, <laughs> no. it's organic? You're like jacking off. <laughs> Porn. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just and, and one more last advice for moms. Um, I think in general, you know, like, you just have to relax. Like, chill out. Babies are going to be babies. Babies are going to cry. Don't take everybody's advice so literally. Like, if you listen to everybody, you'll stress yourself the fuck out. Stay in tune with yourself. Like, do what the fuck you want to do. Connect with who you used to be because you're still that person. You don't have to transform into this new woman. And just don't, like, helicopter kid your kid all the time. Like, people usually develop that habit after baby two. But I'm, like, super chillaxed. Because even my friends, I'm like, girl, let her live she's fine is she killing anyone she's fine mm-hmm. you know and i think some people have like all these pressures from like how they're supposed to mom or what their their kids are supposed to do and her, their kids are supposed to behave i'm like the kids are kids they're children they're learning and it's okay to like allow them to do that so don't feel like you have to like be a certain way no you don't you really don't i fell into that i feel like and that took me a while i don't even know why i fell into it it's like it wasn't anyone's fault but except my own <laughs> <clears throat> but I just felt like, no, I can't do this anymore. I can't do that anymore. It took me a while to like... I'm like, can I wear this? I'm somebody's mom. No, but she, if I can fit it, I can wear it. It wasn't the clothes. It was more like what I could do socially. Yeah, yeah. Like, I can't be out here. Like, I'm not... I can't I'm not, I can't get high. I'm tired already. Right. And plus, like, what do I look like being high? Right, And then, like, right. also, like, like, the father of my child smokes non-stop and I would be so annoyed when I was pregnant and he would be smoking all the time and I'd be like oh so you can just smoke all the time then yeah like you're not supposed to then it became like you're not supposed to smoke because you're gonna be a dad too you better figure out how to be sober like me well no what I said is if I'm pregnant motherfucker so are you pretend right support me I mean I smoked a little bit throughout my pregnancy uh Luna's a ganja baby I wasn't chiefing every fucking five seconds I smoked I, I tried to smoke but honestly I just didn't even want it yeah I smoked a few times like a few little huff puffs and I was like oh. same with drinking like I didn't even want I did want a margarita which I didn't have guys don't worry but I, which another she would have been fine if but I didn't did, yeah if you do like <laughs> no seriously I didn't but I, I didn't but that's that uh, that's also plays into my whole thing that I was very, like, I was very by the book during my pregnancy. I ate sushi. I ate cheese. Cold cuts. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't eat cold cuts. But, you know. Oh, you ate sushi. I didn't eat no cold cuts, but sushi. Raw sushi. Mm. I banged out some sushi. I didn't think about it twice because I thought women in Japan are eating pregnant 
sushi. And you know, and it's not about that. I think more so is America and our food Probably. system. It was a Mercury. I mean, Lynn's fine. So. Yeah, she's good. She she's does good. like shrimp way too much for a three-year-old. <laughs> she thinks it's the only dish that exists, so that's probably my fault. But <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, I don't know if I have anything else to contribute to this conversation. I mean, I'm, this conversation can keep going Forever. and going. And this is, this is like the tip of the iceberg when it comes to it because there's so many different aspects of postpartum depression like we talked about. But I hope that we were like somewhat informative and I mean, if not informative, at least like if you are experiencing this, about to experience it or have, at least you don't feel crazy because I know I was feeling crazy. Yeah. But you know, there's other real ass women out here just like you that are experiencing the same thing. So you're not alone. And if you do experience these things, it's okay to call a friend or get some help. And it's not embarrassing. It's not weird. It's and if you don't have those friends, we'll be your friends. Just like DM us. Yeah, we really, honestly, like if you don't have a babysitter, I'm the type of mom like, okay, like, what, what's wrong? You need to pick up the baby at one time? Like I've only seen, I've only met this girl four times. Like, okay, okay, okay I'll swing it. I'll swing it. You think he'll recognize me when I pick him up? <laughs> Because I really understand. I understand it's hard to be a mom. I understand it's hard to be a single mom. And I and the, I really believe fully in the village situation. Mm-hmm. Like, I really do. My friend's cousin told her, <clears throat> you know who you are, my friend. I hope the cousin's not listening. Not to discipline her child because she only wants her to – she's one, by the way. She only, like, um, wants – her to like be receptive to her disciplinary action or some stupid fucking shit like that and that you know don't give um so much um don't put so much highlight on her negative bad behavior the child is one years old so i had to think about it it's like first of all i'm not gonna be around my kids not gonna be around another mom that i don't trust your judgment can you imagine being around irie and luna and you couldn't reprimand luna it doesn't exist. They're children. You have to be able to be like, no, don't do that. Share. Yes. No. Like you're teaching them. Yeah. So like if you're the type of mom, it, it, you need to accept help. You need to <laughs> trust the help who you're getting it from. And you need to calm the fuck down. Okay. <laughs> you need to smoke some weed is what you need to do. Speaking of that. Pass the weed. Because <laughs> now it's over and I can lose my train of thought if I want to. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. If you need friends, email us or DM us. Yeah, DM us. Uh, good moms underscore bad choices. I'm getting better at that. Yes. And you can also check out our website. We have all of our episodes up there. It's um, www.goodmomsbadchoices.com. I'm going to put some links up there from today's episode, just some some resources for anyone that's going through postpartum. I'll have some links for dads and... Yeah. Yeah. There's also a contact page there. I, I feel like I feel like contact pages are so ancient. Like you put in your like your, Or you can just email us. Yeah, I, I was gonna say hit up our contact page. <laughs> Parental <laughs> advisory gmbc at gmail.com. Yeah. Alright guys, well uh Do we say care. our names? Like I don't think we say our names enough. Oh, I'm Erica. And I'm Mila. Erica. Mila. Erica. Okay, we'll this, see. This is my voice. This is my voice. <laughs> That's right, single young hot men out there. This is Mila. Hey. <laughs> hey. Oh, wait. It's Hori time. Uh, oh, Hori. Uh, it's your time. Uh, oh, story. This is so boring. Okay, fine. No, I know Hori. That ain't boring. <laughs> oh, you did? Okay, well, I'm not going to talk about that yet. Okay. Like, that's from saving that Hori. Okay. Is that a Hori? I guess it's Hori. I don't I mean, our stories are probably Hori's to any square bitch in America, so. A normal story is a horror for a square bitch. One time when I... <laughs> when I was... 
back in the day, not that back in the day, well, back in the day before children, um, I had a boyfriend and he was super jealous, like very, very possessive, extremely jealous, crazy. Um, and we had like broken up for a while because of that. And it was the summertime and I was having like this summer fling with this guy that like I'd known for a long time. He was really fine. Like, oh, he was fine. Anyway. Uh, and so we went out, I had went to this, I went to this P Diddy party. You know, his all white parties, the P Diddy all white parties. Yes. <laughs> okay. So I went to the all white P Diddy party. Out here? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the only reason I went was my mom. That's just so lame. My mom, mom? my mom. Yeah. Cause my mom used to, used to do, uh, Diddy's makeup. Um, and so I went to the party and I was just, I was with one of my girlfriends and I saw my ex there. And so it was really awkward and I kind of was dodging him and I ignored him. And so I left we went to another party. I met up with my new boo and we got back to my house and we had like, you know, we did our thing. And, and then, so then, but then at like four in the morning, we're sleeping and like my, my, there's someone pounding at my door and I'm like, what the fuck? Who the fuck is it? And I look out and it's my ex. And I'm like scared of him. Like I'm sc- like I have a man in my bed. Yeah. Like he's, he's there. Like, we'd only been broken up for like a week. <laughs> and so I was like, oh my god, like, what rebound. do I do? So like the guy in my bed is like, what the fuck? And I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you shut up. And I'm like, I'm like pacing and I'm like, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do. So he jumps out my window. <laughs> he jumps off my balcony, like into the street. And then Willingly or you told him to jump. He was kind of a pussy too, and like he was Clearly. like, "I'm out." Like he wasn't Clearly. down. He wasn't down to face the music. He was like, "I don't he, know what's going on, bitch." If you're opening the door, I'm leaving. He was kind of a pussy. He was a fine pussy, but he was he was pussy. <laughs> so <laughs> he jumped out the window, and then my ex, I like let my ex in, and I was like trying to like act like I was just so tired. I just woke up. I was like, "What? Like, what are you doing?" And he'd been pounding for at this point for like. 20 minutes because like, it took me that long to figure out what, what to do right. so he's like what the fuck like I've been knocking like what do you mean you haven't heard me this whole time and I was like no my Psycho. door was closed Psycho I was so sign. tired and then we fucked <laughs> I think I, didn't, I wasn't even expecting that that turn and I thought it was wonderfully surprising and great but I really I don't really remember much of it because I was low key drunk still <laughs> Is that something like an abused, battered story? Like, and then my ex. I was scared of him, so I gave him some pussy. No, it sounds like you weren't. I was so scared. You got him in and you got him out. I was trembling. And then I gave him some pussy to calm him down. Yeah, so, you know, two in one day, two in a 24 hour period. I mean, it happens. I don't regret it. You shouldn't. I don't at all. YOLO. No regrets over here. No. Trust me, there's way more people than you think doing it. Just nobody's talking about it and not on their podcast. (laughs) So if you're judging, it's probably because you've done it. Fuck you. Or you want to. Or you want to. Or you wish that you had two guys wanting to do it to you in 24-hour period. Do it. (laughs) Just do it. Just Nike. Do it. Do it and then to call us and tell us about it. (laughs) Real problems. Yeah, if you want to submit your horries, please. We need horries. Tell us your horries. We need more horries without us continually to sound like horries. Yeah, we don't need we don't need all of our like potential like bad stories on the internet. Our future booze listening to all of our horror stories. Well, they're gonna know anyway. But I'm gonna just anyone yeah. who's my booze, just don't listen. <laughs> if you want to continue this relationship, don't listen. You're not gonna like me after. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Okay, guys. Well, uh, we're out of here. Catch you later. Have a good money. week. I want your Bye. money. I want more money. I want your oh. money. Once upon a time, not long ago, I was a hoe. And I'm admitting it, I won't take it back. Cause I did this shit, I was a hoe. And I'm admitting it, I won't take it back. Cause I did this shit, I was a hoe. More money, I want your money. I want more money, I want your money. More money, I want your money. I want more money, I want your money. If I want fuck him, gon' fuck him. But if he ain't got a buck, I won't cuff him. Spend a hundred on me, it ain't nothing. Wanted double D, so he stuffed him. Back to the point, is it some cash in this place? If it is, I probably stick the stats in your face, turn around. Then he asks about the taste. He fell in love like the passion of Drake. But I fuck him though, and I don't even care if his mother know. It's about that paper on another note.